You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There was a mass exodus. There was. I was part of it. Leaving. Yeah, I went to New Jersey. You went to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you moved <laughs> no from offense, the city. by the way. <laughs> we love Jersey. We love Jersey. Place. I've had a wonderful two years. Yeah. Speed my rants and gems. Be my rants and gems. Y'all can do what we discover. He's throwing the kings and the queens word the mother lie. Today's episode is sponsored by Emporia Energy, an energy management technology company with a goal of saving you money on your energy costs. They do this by giving consumers new insights into their usage and helping them automate and control usage to be as efficient as possible. Emporia Energy team has over 25 years of experience in the energy business and understands the role technology was playing in energy management and their mission is to save their consumers money while creating a healthier planet. So guys, make sure you tap in with the Emporia management team over at EmporiaEnergy.com. Alright guys, so look, I'm excited about today's episode. We are here in New York. First of all, shout out to What The F Media Studio. Shout out to Weezy and the whole crew for holding us down. I'm super excited to be home filming Rants and Gems. And it's only right, Kiana, that we talk about the New York real real estate market today. I'm excited to hear about the New York real estate market. You know, now that I'm in New York every single day (laughs) filming Rants and Gems and he refuses to come back to Atlanta. I'm not going back to Wakanda, y'all. I feel like I need to know more about this market in case I want to invest here or buy me a second property because, whoo, these bills are getting high. So listen, Alyssa. Look, guys, so we brought on our girl Alyssa Brody to the show. What's going on, Alyssa? Thank you guys for having me. Very, very excited. Always a pleasure. Listen, so I just want to talk to you. Let's just jump right into it. Okay. Like the U.S. is having the tendency of becoming much less affordable due to high property prices and also high demand. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing right now in the New York real estate market, um, specifically Brooklyn and the areas that you service? Yeah. So I have been working in the Manhattan and Brooklyn market for the past 10 years. And we are definitely in one of the more exciting cycles. (laughs) Uh, rent exciting. Are, exciting. I mean, look. I like the way you said that. I'm, yeah, I mean, what else? I'm a pretty positive person. We're going to have like a positive spin on things. But it is exciting because we were in a down market for a while. So it's always nice. Look, things are cycles. So it's always nice when the cycle starts to change. 
rents are astronomical. That is, you know, I believe that no one expected the bounce back from the shutdown as fast and as strong as it's been. And even with all the mobility out of Manhattan, the comeback was so fast and so aggressive that it's just kind of been piling up. So rents are through the roof and that's just because there's absolutely no supply. Wow. Mm. So the rental market is lacking supply along with people trying to buy homes as well. Yeah, I think that the market's being really pushed on both sides. The reality is that if you are purchasing something right now, you're either going to be buying two asset types, a resale, which is somebody who's been who's selling their property, or a new development. And let's say 2018, 2019, there was a huge influx of supply, specifically in the new development world. And so that oversaturation, what we're seeing now is the absorption of those units that had been you know, marketed or sold in 2018 and 2019, mm -hmm. and that's being absorbed. And then on the resale side, I feel that so many people put their homes on the market post COVID because they had moved or whatnot, that there's also very little product right now in the resale side. Um, so you're seeing this return of bidding wars. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the truth of the matter is that there is not much new development planned. Mm. there's not much being planned right now. So you have a new administration. You have a 421A that uh, the 421A, you know, is done right now. Explain it's that to the people who don't know what a 421A is. Yeah, it's a little like, I guess like in, like in the most basic terms, a 421A was a tax incentive where developers would have a really uh, a tax break, let's say for 15 or 10 or 25 years based on some kind of affordable housing component that they would have to develop into the project. Mm -hmm. So it made the land acquisition a lot more affordable. So that's how you saw, let's say, in Brooklyn, the Williamsburg waterfront was transformed through the 421A. And that one was one of the most extensive 421A. So that was a 25-year 421A. Wow. And so you were able, you saw a lot of condos come up and then you saw a lot of rentals. And so it really does assist developers and it has, you know, in some ways, whatever, we're not going to get into whether negative connotation, everyone has their opinion on it, yeah. but it does assist in development and movement. And right now that is sunsetted. So we have, we're going to be at a standstill. It's very, very expensive at the time right now to acquire. Now couple that in with construction costs are through the roof. It's on average 35% more expensive to build right now than it's ever been. And New York City is already expensive to build. Yeah, in. correct. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually married to a developer. Good shout for out, you, shout out to Eric. Eric Brody. <laughs> so uh, development and real estate is our entire lives. Like this is, you know, we're landlords, we are developers, we're owners, we're operators, we're marketers. Um, so I'm seeing it across the board. And I, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because now interest rates are rising. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? Do you think it's going to be some sort of crash because, because of what's happening right now? No, I actually believe that the market is going to sustain its pace for the next 18 to 24 months. I think we're going to continue to see rents go up. I think that we're going to see that anyone who wants to purchase will be purchasing. New developments do still have a percentage of negotiability. You're looking on average, you know, maybe around like five to 6% which is still good. I mean, it's not like nothing, right? Um, it's what's interesting is that it's very much location driven though. Mm. 
you know, the developments that are in locations that are a little bit more challenging or let's say got a little rougher during COVID, COVID mm-hmm. because yeah. it did, you know, like areas like the Lower East Side has a lot of new developments. I have a, I have a project there myself. And while they're beautiful and they're incredible and they're well-priced, location is still a, a factor for people in terms of desirability mm. and then pricing. Mm. Okay. Those are still two really relevant factors in the success of a sale and its success of a market. But I think the rentals are still going to be pushing because when the, when the market slows down for the buyers because of high, high interest rates and affordability becomes a factor, mm-hmm. the market has to adjust itself. And during that adjustment period, I think that you're going to see rents continue to push. So while we're talking about rents, can we also talk about the the purchase price? Like, I mean, you know, in Atlanta or like where I'm from, Georgia, everybody's buying. Most people renting is a smaller market. I know it's a larger market here in New York. But what about those that are looking to purchase, you know, in New York and surrounding um, boroughs. You see, I said it right. Boroughs, not yeah. cities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the median, see, I'm, I'm getting it. Yeah, you're, you're good. No, <laughs> with the median price um, being that has risen to like 10.7 percent. What do you foresee in the purchase market as well? Yeah, in the purchase market, um, I feel like it really the resale market is different because it really is opinion based on the broker pricing and then also what the seller wants. And you kind of always have that like struggle. So listings that are priced right at the market for the appetite. And at the end of the day, buyers set the market. Okay. Of I know, course. Like I don't Absolutely. care about anybody else. Buyers set the pricing. If you price it right there in that sweet spot, you will sell quickly and you're likely to go over ask. Okay. If you even price it slightly above, you will sit. It's a very interesting balance right now. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw this market was like 2015, mm-hmm. where like bidding wars were a thing. But bidding wars are created. It's an artificial creation by brokers. I oh, mean, yeah. That's we know what we're doing. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so you know how to price something to bid if you really want that. And you can create one if you'd like, if that's your end goal. Um, but I do think that the townhouse market saw probably one of the biggest influxes in pricing and there's not a lot of inventory in the brownstone brooklyn area which saw the most desirability during the post pandemic opening of our market i think that's what it's very i think that's more um on the level of maybe like in georgia or more suburban areas right okay so Brooklyn is considered suburban here? No, but Brownstone, Brownstone, Brownstone Brooklyn, compared to like single family. Yeah, like oh. are more comparable to single family in terms okay, of an asset are. class. Okay. And then... Um, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. And then the condos and the co-ops, you know, there's different areas. I think that the Upper East Side saw a lot of movement. There's still some new developments, you know, in Harlem. My husband has one. I'm going to plug it. The Huxley. Plug it's a it. great Please opportunity. You can still purchase in a brand new condo development for reasonable prices and reasonable by Manhattan standards. What's, Don't come what's, at me. What's, okay? what's, I know that <laughs> 750 is not reasonable for a one bedroom, but it is here for a yeah, new development. That was going to be my question. For New York. Like, okay, what's the price for New York. Right, yeah, 750 not bad for a one bed. Um, no. And, you know, there's, I'm selling on Roosevelt Island, which mm-hmm. is considered Manhattan. And our average price per foot is around 850 to 900, which is wow. extremely reasonable. So you're looking at a three bedroom for 1.5. So if you're willing to look outside of your des- most desirable locations, I think that there's still great opportunity. 
Mm, I love that. Location adjacent. Location, location, location. Right. So like Roosevelt Island, right? Because I've been to that project. Actually, me and Tooks came there when you first got that development, yeah, right? That is a that, little gem. Everyone's sleeping on yeah, that project. Let's, let's talk about that real quick because you broke records over there, right? Yeah, I've broken every record on that. I mean, it's crazy. We were talking about this. Like, yeah. you know, luxury broker and it's sexy. The, it's the most unsexy product. It's my number one selling product. We have actually sold at this point... 15 units, all at asking, the sponsor wow. will not negotiate anything. Mm. No concessions, no at, and we've been able to bump up our pricing from Schedule A at least 25 to 30%, maybe more. That's amazing. Yeah, and there's still value. Um, it's on the waterfront. There's mm -hmm. a lot of ways that you can get there. So transportation's easy. We're finding that a lot of people coming from the Midwest, mm. actually relocating, uh, a lot of working professionals love the island and we're selling a lot to them. Um, it's across from all the, you know, all the big doctors. So it's like right across 56th Street. So we're seeing a lot of doctors in the medical community react well. And it's where Wild Cornell is. Mm. So it's a really interesting project. And I'm really Beautiful grateful. apartments. Beautiful, Beautiful interiors. Apartments, yeah. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, you're getting the same stone in your bathroom as you're getting right across the way where they're selling for 2400 a foot. Oh, wow. So let so me ask you. Beautiful. I'm sorry. Uh, let me ask you. With COVID, right? Because there was a mass exodus. There was. I was part of it. Leaving. Yeah. I went you, to New Jersey. You went to New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you moved <laughs> no to the offense, city. by the way. <laughs> we love beautiful, Jersey. We love Jersey. Place. I've had a wonderful two years. Yeah. But it's a mass exodus. Correct. Now that New York City is now <laughs> reopening, you know, the city is trying to get its heartbeat back, right? Yeah. Got a new administration. That's you insane. know, they're trying to really put things back together, Correct. give New York back the vibe. Do you think there's going to be an influx of folks like yourself who moved out of the city during COVID now coming back now that the city's reopening? So you got Miami coming into this mix. And okay. I'm excited to talk about that because I actually was born and raised there. And for the first time, there is a synchronicity between Miami market and New York. Okay. So oh the Miami market was always predominantly uh, South American. Like that was mm -hmm. reality. That's who bought new condos. That's who bought pied terres there. The South American market, uh, Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela, you know, Brazil, Argentina. That's what was the Miami new development market. And so COVID and New Yorkers, let's real, you guys all used to shit. Can I say shit on this? Yeah, thing? of course. <laughs> Talk your shit. Everyone would shit on Miami. I remember I was in law school. I was 22 years old and I had moved here. And mind you, my nickname in law school was Miami because it was so rare that somebody who was Hispanic and from Miami was in this, uh, actually down the street, New York Law School. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would go down there for like December break and I would be like, oh, you're going to Miami. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> New Yorkers got a little taste of how good it is in Miami. And obviously the politics and the restaurants and everything else that happened. Once that happened in that shift and me, myself, and a lot of my friends, I think that you're going to have people that stay there permanently, but the upper echelons of wealth, which is what really truly drives the Manhattan market, is going to have both places no matter what. They're not going to give up Miami anymore. And mm. so I think that's what's going to be really interesting. Miami's shift. a whole vibe. It's yeah. so yeah. So I think New York for the again, you know, the upper the upper 
uh, market, the mm. you know the sub the luxury market yeah. is going to be more pied a terre driven in New York, and they'll go back and forth. But I think that Manhattan in the normal pro like the normal market, let's say, mm -hmm. in three years you'll see that comeback. I okay. don't think it's there yet. And I think that it's going to be a lot of supply and it's also a lot of, um, there's most people are still doing this remote, you know, kind of hybrid work. So absolutely. If you don't have to be here, why be here? Why are you going to be here? Mm -hmm. You want to be here. So you, I think people are doing the back and forth. Like, look, I do back and forth. I'm in, I'm on a plane every week right now and, and I love it. And that's because Manhattan is not a hundred percent. I have enough business here, but I'm also seeing opportunity there. And I think that everyone's kind of seen that in all sectors of industry and life. And so I, that's an unprecedented variable that we haven't had to our cycle, mm. a market like Miami. Yeah. Miami is different. Yeah. Miami is very different. And even speaking of Miami, like we're looking at Miami, they've had um, the Miami apartment rents have increased 58%. Stupid. It's stupid. Right. And then <laughs> what I just paid, what I'm paying now all of a sudden for a rental there, like I can't believe it. And, and, and it's crazy, right? In comparison to like what else everything everywhere else in the world is 19%. So now that you're doing more business in Miami, you know, and that I'm hearing that some companies in New York are paying rent for their employees right. here a full year here in New York. To come back. Yeah. So, you know. What do you feel like is going to happen in the Florida market when it has an estimate of 27,487 people experiencing homelessness there? So we are kind of seeing now we're kind of getting into like the L.A. kind of market yeah, a little the, bit. The like have and seen, have nots. And, and it's going crazy now that you're kind of selling in there. Tell us a little bit about the Miami market and what you're doing. Well, look, that's a really I'm happy you brought that up because I grew up in Miami in the very different way than my children are going to be growing up in Miami. And that's because I am a first generation, you know, my family's immigrants from Cuba. So, you know, you, we, we all know that story. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. great. But, um, so I'm seeing it firsthand, right? Because my family is still there. A lot of my family and my friends, the people that I grew up there. And I feel like what Miami is going through is what, let's say New York, uh, certain areas of New York, went through, like Williamsburg. So I'm going to say the dirty word that no one wants to say, which is gentrification. Mm -hmm. Okay. It has to adjust. And I feel like it's, it, that is what is going to be happening in Miami. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I'm not seeing that's different is that in New York, the administrations, because of the politics, are very cognizant of working with developers to ensure that there is inclusionary housing I know that's also pisses people off when they say it's affordable because it's not, but it's at least some form of integration. Okay. Okay. What happens in areas like, or what happens, you've seen it like, like even Detroit. Okay. Oh, this yes. happened in Detroit yeah. is what happens is that the, it gets completely pushed out a certain class of people and then it creates like sub neighborhoods. And then it's the, like in Manhattan, the mm -hmm. extremely wealthy areas versus the not so extremely wealthy areas. Correct. Yeah. And New Miami being such a young city because it is a really, really young city. And I think it's, I don't know, it's like one of the, one of the youngest cities in the United States. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to go through that adjustment and it's going to be a very difficult adjustment and it's going to take the administrations working with developers mm -hmm. in, you know, like they don't have any 421A or any of these tax incentives. I think that they're going to have to get creative. 
Absolutely. In figuring out how to do that. Because Miami, the way that it works is the closer you get to the inner city, so the highways, yes, yeah. the poorer it gets. The further you get away from the coast, like further away, so like yeah. to the west or the east, mm-hmm. the, the nicer it gets, essentially. Closer to the coast. Exactly. Um, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But then you have areas like Wynwood, which are fascinating. Yeah, Wynwood is... Wynwood's, Wynwood's doing is it right. Yeah. See, Wynwood is an area that... And I think what... The reason why... is because Wynwood first started with rentals. When you start with rentals, you can create a community, um, I think, a lot more organically. Okay. The reason I say that is because typically when you underwrite for a rental, you're going to purchase the, you know, the, the rentals probably that were there first... The probably reason they did rentals is because they knew there wasn't a condo market there. So rental buildings create neighborhoods, in my opinion. That's why I love when my husband does them. Because rentals bring retail and retail bring people. And then once a neighborhood is formed, then you see condos come in. Yes. Whereas like in Miami, like the beach areas that were always condos and like always luxury, you didn't you don't need that cycle. But when you have like a young kid come in. And they're able to rent at first at like, you know, affordable-ish rents, like a young professional. And then they're able to save and they're able to see that neighborhood transform. They are the first to then buy in that neighborhood and they create a neighborhood. Mm. So that's why I feel that like multifamily developers going into these neighborhoods, and there's a lot now that were, you know, potentially, you know, maybe more impoverished neighborhoods, maybe more immigrant-based neighborhoods. If they start finding this sweet spot like New York did with this, like, you know, mm-hmm. inclusionary 30, 70 mix of buildings, mm-hmm. it would be really fascinating to see what happens. So what about, what do you think about, well, because every time I go to Miami, it's just cranes everywhere. 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 It's cranes. Everywhere. It's development. Right? They're, they're like developing. And it's been like that for years. And back in the day when the Great Recession happened, there was an influx of inventory <laughs> in Miami and, and South Florida, right? Do you foresee that happening again um, in Miami? Because it's, I mean, I don't see nowhere else building like they are in South Florida. Like, it's absolutely insane. And the price is up and stuck. Yeah. From price 
to rentals to everything. So what are your thoughts on the Miami real estate market, you know, in the let's just say 18, 24 months? Your opinion, I know it's all yeah, speculative. Of course. But okay, just your so opinion. I, I actually, you know, like I took I took a recent position, which I can't talk about yet, in the Florida market. So it puts me there head first. And one of the concerns I did have is like, okay, I'm I'm gonna up my life and I'm gonna do this, like, is this market going to take a shit on me? And yeah. then I'm going to just have to run back to New York, which is fine because we, we keep, like, I have my company yeah. here and I'm established here, but taking your kids back and forth is daunting. Okay. Yeah. Our kids have lived everywhere and nowhere in the last five years. So, yeah. um, but again, I think COVID changed everything because we're talking about only Miami, New York, but there's other cities like in California, mm-hmm. With huge migrations to Florida, mm-hmm. you and yes. so I think you have so many other places that are looking there now and moving that I think they can hedge against it a little bit. And they're saying that at this point, it's still not even enough housing for Sword. the migration that they're seeing. Okay. Yes. And a lot of these companies have just announced that they're moving, so they haven't even started to move yet. Correct. Yeah. So I don't foresee it's going to happen anytime soon. And to put it in perspective for you guys, an Uber luxury development in Manhattan is a 2,500 to 3,500 a foot product. Right now, the St. Regis Brickle, which is being represented by one set of these, they just launched. It's an amazing product. It's one of the first um, St. Regis without a hotel component. So it's like basically, you know, private St. Regis to yourself. You know, their blend right now is about 1300 a foot, and they're happy with that. That's a luxury product. Mm. Yes. I mean, um, they obviously have in that unit mix upwards of, you know, 18 of and more than that. But saying the blend, you're talking about 13, 14, 1500 a foot blends. That's like half the 1500 price. 1500 a foot is luxury there. It's, you know, those are, and they're big. Yeah. And, it's but on a price comparison. point, it's 6 million bucks. In Manhattan, that's like sixty that million. Can be, it can be <laughs> yeah. right. So yeah. yes, I mean that's what I I think that Miami can hedge itself because even if people wanted to move back to New York full time, it's still affordable enough for certain class of people to have both. And then the the product that's being absorbed by normal buyers, yes, is again affordable. Like a family like mine can go into that market mm-hmm. and purchase something quite comfortably. Where here we would have to spend upwards of three, four, five million bucks for the same lifestyle. Yeah. So it's still affordable, and we know that you're affordable. Affordable, no one yeah. Affordable, com- affordable compared to New York. Yeah, yeah. I live in Miami, and New York is a very big bubble. I know that. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the one thing about it is, like, you're you represent developments, but at the heart of it, you are you're a real estate agent, right? Yeah. And while you're out here negotiating these contracts, and you know, I know that you work great in the Manhattan market. And we were talking a little bit offline. Like, what do you talk? Like, what are your tips for people that are looking to buy in this market? And are you, I have to ask the number one question, are you just a luxury buyer, agent? That's all you do is work with luxury? Hell no. <laughs> okay. I work with everybody. I I have, I work with anybody. The truth is, thank God I have a team. Mm-hmm. Um, my team has expanded and grown a lot in the last year. And I really love working with uh, younger agents, rookie agents sometimes, even because I feel like I'm grateful that I have produced enough opportunities to kind of give it a little bit to everybody. Mm-hmm. So no, I mean, from 300,000 to 30 million, that's literally the range of business that I've done over the last 10 years. So 
No, I, we do everything. Um, the tips I would have, and I say this to all of my, like my buyers, first time buyers are my favorite. Mm-hmm. That comes just from, I think like my legal background. I love to educate and walk them through the process. There's so many nuances in Manhattan to get through. So I always say like, find, find a broker that is going to be your advisor and your advocate, because you're going to be with that. You're going to be telling people that you tell them the most intimate details of your life. So find somebody that you actually want to kick it with, that you find like to be, you know, um, credible, somebody that you know is going to have your back through the process. And that could be a rookie agent. You don't need to go find somebody that has 10 years experience. You know, you can just find somebody that you mesh well with. Get pre-approved, you know, mortgage broker. Got it. Got to get pre-approved. Understand, understand the big picture and what it's going to cost you going into that transaction and going out of that transaction. And then be prepared to be disappointed because it's Manhattan. So be prepared to be disappointed. Like, I'm sorry. Like, be prepared to have to compromise. Be prepared to lose deals. Be prepared to be maybe rejected by a co-op board. Like, just get ready. I think that that's across the board. That's that's, yeah. that's right. Throughout, that's throughout the United right. States. Right. I don't know. I'm assuming, but like. Just be like mentally prepared. It's, it's, it's an experience. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, losing an offer and then losing another one and then losing another it one. It might happen. It becomes mentally draining for the client and for you. Yeah. Because you're like trying to, like, I'm trying to keep you encouraged, but you can start seeing where they're just like, they're like shutting down, right? Slowly but surely. You're like, no, it's okay. Come back. Come, yeah. Like, come back. This is the market. Prepare for the market. Correct. Exactly. And um, I still think that, and, and this is just my thoughts, even when it comes to the Miami market, now, like, not too much New York. I feel like New York, y'all are so expensive now. I just mm. can't see how much more expensive you can get. Oh, it's going to be up and stop. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, investing, it's like, it is still a good time to, like, purchase in these markets. Like, every mm. property is an investment, even if you're a first-time buyer. So even if you're, like, like you're about to dominate and take over the Miami market, it may be in comparison to some. But it's like, if you come in now, you could see these price per square foot get up too close to Manhattan prices yeah. when it's time for you to kind of, your exit strategy, right? Look, at this point, I feel like you can make the best educated guesses based on past experiences, but I do feel that like we are all just under assumption because the last two years have been wild in most markets and they've been unprecedented. You have a lot of unknown variants. I mean, look, crypto. Let's talk about crypto. Listen, I'm glad you spoke about crypto. That, what it's doing also to pricing and to the market and like that's crazy, right? Like yes. you have, you can work through with FTX, you can have crypto, you can convert it to US dollar, you can buy a home. Like that's, that's a factor we've never, ever Are you seeing more of that now in, in the Manhattan it's market? Miami. In Miami. So market. Manhattan is actually not yet, like, you know, the regulations here. Yeah. Like actually I spoke to my FTX guy because I wanted to get one of my projects here associated with the crypto wallet. I'm like, it's perfect. Like this is the right product for, you know, that type of demographic market. And they're actually not approved yet to, to transact here. But in Miami, you are. And I just, uh, Diesel Winwood is another project that I'm, you know, I have the privilege of being working on. And it's also being represented by One Sotheby's. And they just did their first deal in crypto. And it is a price wow. per square foot record breaker. It's Damn. two units. It's going to be fully in crypto. You know, they go into contract this, this week <laughs> you know how that is yeah yeah um maybe today we're gonna manifest yeah. um but yeah and but you saw that a lot like you know the waldorf astoria yes in miami when they associated with crypto saw I, something like 60 percent of 
there like 60 new deals come through the door all or something. Yes. All being paid by crypto. Right, by crypto. So it's another, that's another factor we've never seen before. And yes. they, they have money. It's deep pockets. It's young money. It's new money. And they need to put it in an asset that's tangible, right? Absolutely. Because crypto, it, what anything could happen. I don't really know that world as you know, as far as I know it is what I'm speaking of. And mm-hmm. I don't pretend to know things I, you know, yeah. I'm not yeah. an expert in. You're like, yeah. But that, I mean, you know, we have we have a lot of political strife in our country. We have a lot of political strife, you know, in the European countries right now, you know? So we still have, we just came out of a pandemic that no one had ever experienced. So I just think that it's a lot of, we're all making a lot of assumptions and educated guesses, and that's great. Right. Thanks to a lot of digital tools, including some that I've created, you can track data a lot yeah. better, so you can analyze what's going to happen. You can yeah. make better assumptions, but honestly, I don't think anyone could answer your question. So and let, I'm glad you said that. I'll go ahead. No, go ahead, because we're probably going like, to say the same thing. I, I just want to know more about what you've created. I yeah, mean, one thing about it, see? And, you know, real estate has been <laughs> so thing. boring. Real estate is always brick and mortar, buy, sell, buy, sell. But now it's becoming more tech business, and we're talking crypto, and now it's about tech. And you have just created something. I think it's phenomenal. You told me Thank offline. You. I want you to share that. And, yeah, um, talk about that. Talk that's about that's it. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the five-minute spiel, basically, um, in specializing in new development, I always felt that the process was extremely fragmented by many parties. So my partner, Erica, and I have a philosophy of an integrated sales and marketing approach. We've married both of them because we believe that um, the sales... At, Basically, the sales efforts should be supported by the marketing and the marketing should be kind of assisting in the sales process and the initiatives. And you're able to do that now with the use of digital channels and digital lead gen. So my partner is a data scientist. So we have created a process and a philosophy in which we create the marketing materials based on analytic data that we collect um, from something called an LCP, which is a lead capture page. We also have created something called social listening and just different tools that we can use to assist the developer from pre-development planning all the way through sales and marketing. And given that the new development cycles are so long, typically when you would start a a project, you would go to a marketing agency or content creator and they'd create like this beautiful fluffy package and then your sales team would have to use that for the lifestyle of the project. You didn't know if it was speaking the language to the, you know, end user, like they never asked the question as like, who is my buyer? Right. Because they were, at, they were content, they were ad agencies. Like they were just hired to make a beautiful logo. And right. so what we did in integrating it is we create our content based on who our buyer is. And we're able to ascertain who our buyer is by using data. Mm. Oh. Um, I don't need to guess. I, if my developer, I created a we created a system where like if my developer wants to do something as even choose between a light floor or a dark floor before he puts them in, I could beta test that on the internet using my data partnerships that I have Good. and actually analyze for him. And so the assumption kind of like a poll on survey. Correct. No, actually run ads and track people's mm. you're tracking their activity and activity and the clicking ads. And, exactly. Yeah. And then I can basically ascertain who my target demographic is and make sure that I'm on point and then I can run a variation of 27 different ads with different messaging and find out which messaging is actually speaking to my target audience. And so what that does is creates a really beautiful, cohesive marketing plan that then actually supports the sales team. And we're finding that what is done is creating 
warm leads that are coming through the door, yes. ready to transact faster and with less negotiability. Because the reality is that through digital channels, you are our buyers are doing their research Online. way ahead of time. Way yeah. ahead of time. So what we do is create algorithms where we're able to influence that buyer's decision through nurture channels and through emails and through really specific marketing tools and tactics to help that and nurture and influence that decision a little you bit You know better. what I feel like Man, you're that's doing? That's crazy. And, and, and in my thoughts, like I like even like when you have like these online courses and these online training and they create these funnels and these back-end funnels exactly. yeah. and you have this huge advertising and marketing company. Like I met with one for my online training and it's like looking at the analytics, looking at the data, Correct. like mm -hmm. you're taking real estate, which used to be just present the product and sell it. And now you're actually treating it like it's a product that can be shifted yeah. and changed yeah. and it to just kind of go to, and you can find the right right buyer. Correct. It's amazing because it was yeah, in fire. front of our face for other industries yeah. and you're bringing it we to the We get upsold every day. <laughs> Listen, every I'm day. excited. <laughs> like I want to be the first I, one you know, to get it. I, I come, I'm a gen, I'm a millennial and I saw what the fashion influencers did. You know, like yes. I was one, of, I was on Instagram in 2012 in the beginning and I saw and I, a few years ago, like that's why I created, and now I know everyone has a brand on social media, but he'll tell you, I was one of yeah. the first to create the brands because yeah. I saw the ability to do that, you know, and to create a product for yourself in a virtual network. And we've just taken it a step further every single year. And I'm really proud of what we've built. And, you know, on the back end, we've created a CRM. We can track every marketing dollar. We watch hours of video to see how people interact on our sites. Like it's really wild the process, and I'm very excited about it. And um, I'm very proud to say I'm on the forefront of changing the way that new development marketing is done. And it's not just vanity clicks, you know, and oh, not no. just to like yeah. I don't give a shit if I have a million followers. I actually, if it works, because it effectuates a sale. That's yes. what it's all about you know, marketing like should it can't, do. It can't it's go, all about monetization. Don't just like it and just don't come look at this product. Yeah. Right. Write a contract and transact. Right. And so Absolutely. it helps my agents. And that's always what I'm always okay. looking to okay. do. Okay, you know, I have, to plug, I have to plug yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> We're going to plug y'all in so yes. for the software and everything like that. But let's leave the audience with Sorry, one guys. more last gem. The last gem for new agents looking in, to get into development. Yes. Give them um, a quick tip, a quick gem, because most people want to get into the New York, the luxury areas, right? Especially working with developers and big scale projects like this, 20, 30, 50 million dollar sellouts, right? Find five people in your network, no matter what they're in or what their level is doing. And the five people have them funnel you business from different asset classes and diversify your portfolio so you can find out your niche uh -huh. because new development is a, a whole different animal in a world. And don't be scared. Don't be intimidated Go into different markets and find your special area or not. Be a jack of all trades. And honestly, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. Tell them how to find you. At Alyssa Soto Brody on Instagram is the best way. I got So make sure y'all tap in with our girl, Alyssa Brody, man. She's killing in New York and Miami real estate market. This was an amazing conversation, Kiana. Absolutely. It was an amazing conversation. And really, it's so inspiring to talk to an agent that was like, girl, I have sold 300000 to yeah. $30 million, And now, you know, she has her husband. But on top of that, she's representing developers and she has her own software. Absolutely. And that's something that we need to talk about from a position of value when you're working with developer clients. So I think that it was an incredible episode episode and agents that are trying to get to that next level, you're going to enjoy this. One. Absolutely. So make sure y'all tap in with Alyssa, like, comment, 
share, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. Let's make Rants and Gems the number one real estate podcast in the world. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700 but better known as MG, the mortgage guy. And I'm Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire. Just a little plug. I will be getting the software first in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm from the Alyssa Brody. Um, license number 317576. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another incredible episode of the Rants and Gems show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.